I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. Welcome to another episode of Sherapy with Sherry Todd. I'm Sherry Todd. Hope your week is going great for you. Now, this episode, I'm going to focus on the effects of growing up without a father figure, particularly how it affects boys and who grow into men. I know it can also affect women, girls who grow up without a father figure, but today I'm going to focus on boys. I read somewhere that 92% of men who are in jail are fathers, and most of them did not have a father figure in their life. So it's important to have a father figure in a boy's life. Now, growing up without a father figure has a profound effect on boys that lasts into manhood. Boys need a father figure to learn how to be a man. Without having these influences in their lives, boys are at risk of growing into men who have problems with behavior, emotional stability, and relationships with both women and their own children. Certainly, having a dad in your life doesn't guarantee good emotional health, just as not having one doesn't doom you to psychological problems. However, fatherlessness can certainly have noticeable effects. For instance, low self-esteem. Children may blame themselves, believing there is something wrong with them, They believe that they must not be deserving or lovable. Children also develop the belief that the absent parent is bad, and so, through genetics, they also must be bad. This is especially true in men, who learn to be men mostly through their interactions with a father figure. Without those interactions, men can grow up to be unsure of how they should behave as husbands and fathers. There's negative behavior. Adolescent boys look to their father figures to tell them if they are good enough to be men, writes psychologist Frank Pittman in an article for Psychology Today entitled Fathers and Sons. Without parental approval, adolescent boys experience emotional pain, which can lead to attempts to prove themselves. These include intense competition with other boys, engaging in risky behaviors, and criminal behavior intended to scare the world into seeing them as men. Psychologist Marie Hartwell Walker reinforces this in her PsychCentral.com article, Daddies Do Make a Difference. She reports that men who grow up without fathers are more likely to abuse alcohol and drugs and to get into trouble with law enforcement. There's difficulties with bonding. Men who grow up without a father figure also have more problems bonding with their own children. Having never experienced a father-son bond, they are unsure of how to develop that relationship with their own children. 
Men who had absent fathers are more likely to be absent fathers themselves. These men were never taught how to have healthy relationships with women and tend to have higher breakup and divorce rates than men who grow up with a father's influence. There's emotional distress. Boys who grow up without a father show higher stress levels to daily challenges like being stuck in traffic or dealing with a boss. A good relationship with his father teaches a son to better solve problems, allowing him, as a man, to deal with everyday stress in more useful ways. Men who grow up without parental influence are also more likely to experience depression and anxiety. So if you're a young father who experienced growing up without a father of your own, how can you make the transition, break the cycle, and become a great dad for your own children? Well, they suggest find good male role models now. You can find them at work, at your children's school, at church, or in your extended family. Watch how these fathers interact with their children and with children of others. Ask them about their keys to success as a father. Get advice and invite them to share their insights with you. Consider joining a father support group. Nearly every city has a father support group in which fathers get together to talk about fatherhood and to share ideas and successes with each other. Your local church may have such a group, or one may be sponsored by a local fatherhood initiative. And you can find a link for more information on father support groups in this episode description or in the Sherapy Facebook or Instagram bios. You have to make family your top priority. Responsible and successful fatherhood requires that men put their families first. Become a full partner in parenting. Boys who grew up without a good male role model may have arrived at the mistaken impression that parenting is primarily a mother's job. A mother and a father have different parenting approaches, and the blending of those is important in the life of a child. Don't leave all the hard stuff to mom. Share in both the hard stuff and the fun stuff together as you raise your family. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. With me now is my brother Randy, who grew up without a father figure, and he has agreed to share his thoughts, experience, and insights with us. Thanks for being here, Randy. Thank you for having me, sis. No problem. So I guess we need to first explain about our crazy family and uh, how you ended up being raised by your grandparents? Um, I guess the way to start it is um, um, what I understood growing up was my mom gave me up to my, uh, well, the first thing I, I heard was my mom was going to give me up uh, as a black market baby. That's what I was told. And, uh, at the, you know, at my age, I didn't really know what that was. But anyway, my grandparents took me instead when I was like three months old. So they raised me. So growing up, I didn't know anything other than them, other than friends, my aunt, my uncle, but I never knew my dad. Um, I was always told my mom was dead and that my dad was never around. 
So I just kind of accepted that. I actually used to call my grandparents and my grandpa and dad when I was really little. And then um, after a while, we used to, I used to play with these boys called Mike and Ted when I was little. And actually Lance, too, which is our stepbrother, our half-brother. Um, so what happened was is that mom married your dad when she was about... 18. 18. Yeah. And then she um, had you... Uh-huh. Well, you were last, but she had I was last of the Ted, boys. Mike, and you. Right. Like, right in the right succession. After, almost right yeah. after each other, right? So she's around 21, 22, when your dad tells her, I'm going to go with this woman named Patty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Patty was upset because you were conceived during the time of the affair. That's true. That's what I understood, too. So Patty was upset that actually your dad slept. With my mom with when he was still his with wife. Your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so his, his, she his was mad because she slept with her wife because he was you know yeah. whatever. Yeah, sounds stupid, but anyway, yeah. That's and so when mom. mom was when the divorce happened, your dad convinced mom that she, he would take the kids temporarily until she got on her feet. When she found out that he had given for whatever reason, from what I heard, Patty didn't want you around. Mm-hmm. That they gave. <clears throat> that they gave you to the grandparents. Mm-hmm. And when mom found out about it, there was nothing she could do because your parents, your grandparents, apparently had a lot of money, had a lot of... They had a lot of something. I really don't know much about my grandparents as far as money-wise. or They were the Greek mafia. Yeah, they had. there was a lot of stuff Park. going on with my grandparents that I never, to this day, will never know. So mom but, said they had a lot of money and a lot of influence, and there was really nothing she could do. Yeah, well, that's what I understood later on. But... You know, the thing was Patty was the one that instigated the whole thing, started the whole whole mess, basically, because she didn't want me because my dad slept with my mom as they were seeing each other. So I was right. like the, the bastard child or whatever you want to call me. So that's what set all that off. So growing up with my grandparents, you know, I didn't know anything other than what I was told. And I was told, my, at first, I was told my mom was dead and that my dad was never around. So that's all I knew. So after a while, I started playing with some kid, my cousins and all that stuff with my, turned out to be my mom's or my dad's sister and his brother, Doug and Darlene. I'd play with their kids growing up. And then I played with some kids called Mike and Ted growing up, which I didn't know they were my brothers at the time. They were just... Did you think that you, they were your cousins? No, I just, they were friends of my grandparents that I went out and played with. So your dad would come over, obviously, to visit his dad. Who did you think he was? I just thought he was somebody Grandpa knew. I didn't know he was my dad. So you didn't. I didn't see him a lot, but when I did, I didn't know anything about him being my dad until and I was until I got about. Um, I think it was. I didn't know my brothers were my brothers until I was like thirteen. How did you find out? Uh, my grandparents told me. So they said those yeah, are your brothers. Those are your really your brothers, and we, it's time for you to know, and you know, blah blah. And it's like I'm okay, like tripped out, and um, and then he said, "This is your dad," and. So I found out Ted was my dad, and but everybody still kept a low on mom. Nobody would tell me where mom was. At the moment, mom was sending me Christmas presents every freaking. She sent you. Christmas. I think she sent you birthday too because yeah. I remember her wrapping them and stuff and yeah, sending. Them but to I never you. received any of it. Never yeah. got one thing from mom. Yeah, she would always, always. So you know, so they for whatever reason they kept me away from mom. So we knew so, of you. Yeah, we knew about you, but we knew that. No one was allowed to see you. That's right. what we were told. Yeah. So I was kept very sheltered and very um, 
away from a lot of things that, that they didn't want me to know anything about. So, but when I got older, you know, it became more of a, an issue for me when I became older. You know, why would my dad lie to me? Why did my mom? Well, mom wouldn't even come to the picture until I was 18. But, you know, uh, my grandparents was, you know, would never tell me anything really of the whole story. You know, so they just kept me pretty much in this little cocoon as far as, you know, let me play my sports and, and you know, go to school. And then, you know, that's about it. So I didn't really... Did you ever want to meet your dad and talk to him? And well, yeah, I always did wanted you wonder to know who why my dad he wasn't was. coming around and being a part of your life? Yeah, I always said, you know, where's my dad? And they always told me they didn't know, you know, until I was about 13, I think it was, 12, 13, whatever. So after so you became 13, then what happened? Did you? I barely saw him then. He came over uh, once in a while on Christmas, um, or he'd send mom, uh, grandma and grandpa a, a $20 bill or something in the mail, or give it to him and give it to me or whatever. And I never saw the, my brothers on Christmas. Um, I saw my cousins every year, my Aunt Darlene's kids and and my uncle Doug's kids. But other than that, I never never saw them. Ever never had one Christmas with my dad, once. Now, when I got older and had my own kids, he came by the house in Chino. Then when we lived over there, he came by and uh, first saw his grandkids for the first time. And that, you know, that was a very rare thing that ever happened that he did that. So um, so did you ever, like, have any conversations with your dad? Only one. I had one conversation with my dad when I decided I was going to move up, up to uh, Nevada. And I asked him for money to go up there. I felt he owed me something, something. And we had a conversation before he gave me the money. But it wasn't anything that really solved the problems or answered any questions, to be honest with you. He was just like, kind of like, well, I always knew where you were, and I always cared, and all that bullshit, you know, so. Well, so you were, like, really heavy into baseball. Did he ever go to any No, nope, never games? saw me play any sport, ever. Really? No, nope, ever. My uncle did, but not my... Uh, so how do you think that affected you growing up? It affected up? me, I always, you know, especially after I knew it was my dad, that I think he'd want to see his son play. You know, because I was good when I was, you know, a kid, and you know, and he just wasn't interested. He was so involved with Lance and his uh, motocross and his business that he didn't have time for me, or he didn't really have time for Mike and Ted either. It was always about Lance. So all three of us boys, even though he they grew up with him, all three of us kind of felt the crap shit from my dad. You know, of being a shithead, shithead person. He wasn't a good person. Yeah, but Ted and Mike had their dad with them. Yeah. He was a part of their lives. But I so, look at it like, too, that I'm glad I didn't grow up with my father because he was really an asshole to my, my brothers. So in, in the long run, I actually benefited from it, you know. Even though I was angry about everything, I benefited from it more than my brothers did, you know. So how did you feel, though? Your dad wasn't around. You're growing up. You find out your dad, who your dad, he still doesn't come around. That has to have some kind I of I just effect. learned to hate him. I just learned not to, I just learned to hate him, him, Patty, um, the whole thing. Even when I met mom, at the, when the first time I met mom, I was happy to see mom and know she was alive and everything was good, but there was part of me that was angry at her too. It took a long time to get over it. Yeah. You know, and you know that, you were there through a lot of that. And um, I, the only thing that got me through that was Tammy yeah. that told me, um, Pulled me aside one time, and just it was right before I met Connie, and pulled me aside and said, 
You know, Randy, you got to either accept mom for who she is or just don't have anything to do with mom at all. And she was right. And I accepted mom for what she is, and it changed everything. You know, so nobody's perfect. And, you know, mom was put in a corner, and she had a lot of hard decisions to make, and nobody helped her in any way. And uh, my grandfather and my dad and all those people that were involved back then um, just screwed a bunch of people's lives up by... Yeah, they tried very hard. For some reason, they didn't want you to have anything to do with mom. I don't know why. I don't know either. I have no clue why. I think they wanted to keep you. I I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it just doesn't... There's a reason. I don't think anybody really knows what it is, but... I think a lot of it had to do with Patty in a lot of ways. I think she basically told my dad, you know, I don't want you to have anything to do with your son because because the mom had me when they were together. And she just thought but of me. But you getting that letter. From mom? Yeah, that was kind of like. Well, no, it shocked the hell out of me. Well, it's not only that. It's just like, just think if you hadn't gotten to the mailbox that day and your grandparents yeah. got there, you would never gotten that letter. Yeah, And none true. of this, you would never met any of us. No, might have not known. Well, I'm, I think some down the road I would have figured it would have came out, but um, not, not at 18, you know. I was so busy in my life then, too, playing baseball and sports and everything and so I didn't have a lot of time for any of that anyway I didn't really think much about it so you become uh you get married you mm-hmm. have kids mm-hmm. do you think the the fact that you didn't really have a father growing up affected you being a father because you really didn't have a role model I think so but I, I don't know I mean I don't know you know back in those days I was doing drugs and and uh you know it's confused I'm, I'm sure it had something to do with it but, you know, you can't blame everybody. I mean, I, I was, you know, it took, I wanted to be a father, but I wasn't ready to be a father. You Did know? you know how to be a father? Do I now? Did you back then? No. I didn't know how to be a dad. I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to have kids. But but then again, who knows how to be a father or how to be a mother when you, you know, first have kids anyway. You all learn something. It's, it's well, all, you, usually you learn, learn as you, you go on, you know. Well, you usually learn from... Your own parents, yeah. Your race. No, that's true. You know, and I, I didn't have good role models growing up as far as parenting. Even my aunt and uncles weren't anything that, you know, to, um, you know, take uh, lessons from or something from them to be a good father or, you know, person in the, in the, in your life. You know, I didn't get any of that. My uncle was an alcoholic. My, my aunt, you know, she was, she drank. I mean, they all. So do you think doing, all the drugs and drinking that you did was an effect of the anger you had? Um, you I think a lot of it had to do with loneliness. I was searching for things. And the drugs, when I felt the pain, would detonate it in, 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 you know, with me and stuff. And um, I always felt better when I was high than I was when I was sober. So it took me a lot of years, a lot of years, to figure out that that wasn't the case. I didn't have to be high. Because it had to be an impact on you psychologically to think, okay, my dad doesn't want to be around me. What is wrong with me? There must be something wrong no, with me did. that dad doesn't want to. My father, he's with his other sons, but he's not with me. What is wrong with me? I, I don't know. I don't know if I really thought that. Um, I just always felt hurt that nobody wanted me. Nobody cared, you know. And my grandparents wanted me, but with them, I felt like, this might sound weird, but I felt like I was 
almost uh, uh, not kidnapped, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, um, well, yeah, kind of like kidnapped. You know, they just held on to me and wouldn't let anything else come in my life except for them. You're like a prisoner. Yeah, prisoner. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And and and, and that angered me. Um, even though my grandma was a wonderful woman, she was a hard woman. So when she died, uh, a lot of things changed after that too. Grandpa changed. Um, everything changed after that. So, but I think in the long run too, it made me stronger. It made me figure out things on my own, even though it took a while for me to get my head straight on things. But um, I think through all the stuff I went through and things I've done, and uh, I think it's made me a better person now than I am now. You know. What about with your kids? Oh, definitely with my kids. It's a, I mean, I'm a better father now than I was when I was 25, 26, whatever I was. I was. So what advice would you have to somebody who like you, didn't have a father figure, and then they all of a sudden, they get married, they have kids, what advice would you give them on being a father? Uh, to be there for your kids at all times. Love them. Understand when they talk to you. Listen. Because uh, I made that mistake too. My kids would talk to me, and I wasn't listening. And a lot of things happened when they were younger that I didn't see or hear. And... Um, and I think some of that pay, I still pay for today, but well, it's kind of like putting the family first, yeah, instead of yourself. Everything in those days was still drugs, and it was having affairs. You know, I made a lot of mistakes, and it wasn't centered around the kids. Even though I, I was a father, I thought I was a father. I thought I was a pretty good father, but I wasn't. I was a crappy father, and uh, very I didn't understand a lot of things to, to uh, raise kids at the time. But now I've. I'm a better father. I, you know, you know, I quit drinking, and um, I don't do drugs. I haven't done drugs in a long, long time. But quit smoking. Quit smoking. Um, I see things clear. I'm not as emotional as I used to be. Um, so my kids understand me more because we talk. You know, everything's not perfect. We still have our arguments and do, but we talk. We we try to understand each other, so it's better. So hopefully, with their kids. Um, they learned something from the mistakes I made, so they won't make the same ones. You know, I didn't have that luxury that much with my dad, even though the only thing my dad really did to me was just left me alone. He never was involved in my life. When he could have been. That, that part hurt. Why don't you want to be part of my life? What did I do? I didn't do anything. Was I born? Was that the problem? You know, but like I said, I think Patty had a lot to do with that. I think it was her influence and stuff on that one. Well, my dad. it could have been her influence, but still. You see, either yeah. way, he should have been a man and stepped up to say, hey, I'm going to go see my son, no matter what you say. So why he didn't, I don't know. He only he knows, and he's not here no more. So, but anyway. Do you, do you think the anger is is that you feel for your dad is still there? I don't know if it's anger anymore. I think it's, I think I feel sorry for him. I, my dad. I think I feel sorry for the way he died, and I feel sorry he didn't get to know me as a kid. I think he missed out knowing me when I was a child. I think he missed out on all the experiences and everything that he would have been. He would have enjoyed all of it. I think, and he missed out on that. So I feel so, kind of sorry and, for him. Well, then you missed out on it too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because I always ask my grandparents, you know, why isn't, did you tell my dad about the game today or is he going to come? And they'd always say he's just too busy or he can't or whatever. They may never have told him to. Well, that may be true too. Maybe true. But I doubt it. I would think they'd tell him. Um, they were proud of me because of all the accomplishments I made in sports and things I did. So they were proud of me. So I think they, they really would tell him and, you know, come see me. But he was, he didn't care about it. He just, all this world was around Lance. Lance was his whole world back in those days. You know, Ted and Mike weren't part. He didn't do anything with Ted and Mike. And they lived with him. He wasn't a good father to them. No. He was horrible to them, especially Ted. You know, and, you know, Ted's, Ted, I think, personally, Ted is feeling the worst part of it than all of us. Think? Yeah. I think he feels the worst of all of it. I think he got the worst part of my dad growing up with him, being around Patty. Um, and you talk about just being shoved to the side. Ted was sh just pushed to the side and, and never had that with his dad. Right. Ever. You know, and I think that's even worse because he lived with him. Right. Me, I wasn't there. I didn't see him all the time. I didn't know my dad. He did, and he got treated like shit. So when it comes to your dad, do you have any regrets? Well, yeah, I guess. I wish I wish my dad would have been there, at least seen. I don't ask him to be a father, like take care of me, or but at least I wish he would have came around, talked to me. Uh, I wish I could have felt like I could have gone to him and talked to him, uh, at least watched me play some sports and do some things that I did when I was a kid. So that part, yeah, I when regret you, that. When you found out he died, how did you feel? I didn't feel anything. Nothing? I had no emotion. None. I really didn't. I didn't. Uh, my thing is, how do you have emotion for somebody you don't know who didn't care about you? And that's kind of how I felt. You know, I felt sorry for him, and I still do, that he had to, you know, live the end of his life the way he did. I know he wasn't happy, but... You know, he stayed in something with somebody because of money and um, because of the money in his life that he had to have, just, I think, destroyed everything. His family, him, just, I don't think he was, I'll, he died very unhappy. I'll bet you anything he died unhappy. Maybe. You know, but we'll never know. So you also found out over time that you had other brothers. Mm-hmm. So apparently... Patty wasn't the only one he cheated on. Right. No, either. I have my brother Jim, uh, who I found. Um, I have uh, a sister. I don't know. I haven't met her. But she lives up there in Washington by him. Then I had another brother. Um, I'm not going to remember his name. Um, he lived up in L.A., and he he passed away. He had, uh, I think he died of lupus or leukemia or something like that. And I met him a couple times. And he was a very nice man. And... Um, and I think there might be one more, but I'm not positive. Uh, but yeah, he had, my dad had a few. He, my dad, he was a, a womanizer, you know. Yeah. So he, yeah, you think? Yeah. So he 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 got around quite a bit. So. So I have an ancestry DNA mm -hmm. that we're going to do with you. So we might find a lot of surprises when it comes to your dad when okay. we do this. Okay. So what we're going to do is. Um, Let's see how this works. So we're going to... I already have an account, so I'll just put everything into uh, the account that I have. Um, and what we do is we... 
we uh, we're gonna activate it. We're gonna get this little um, this little tube here that you're gonna spit into. You're gonna put your saliva into it, and then we're gonna put um, a stabilizer in it. Shake it up for like five seconds. Stick it in this little envelope here, this little gray thing, and send it off. In six to eight weeks, we're gonna get the result. Okay. And then it, it's gonna it's gonna tell you a lot of stuff like. Um, you know, you know, mom's Irish. Your dad's right. Greek and English, I think, right? Or Grandpa, French? Oh well, my my grandma was English, grandpa was Greek, and then mom's Irish. Yeah, so you'll get, you know, it'll let you know what, how much of everything that you have, all that. Um, and if anybody else has done this DNA, I think your kids have done it, right? But I don't um, think they did ancestry. I think they I don't did think one, they did two, that. three. They did, uh, they did another one. I think, I think it was. it's one, two, three. Me, I think yeah. they did. Yeah. So. Anybody that has anything that's matching you is going to show up. And you might be surprised what you're going to find out. Maybe. I w- well, actually, I might be surprised, but maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. It may be like, uh, yeah, well. yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think we'll get Debbie to help us because Debbie's very good at that. She's good at deciphering everything and understanding it. So okay. we'll get all that together. And um, then when all that gets through, we'll come back here and okay. see if there's any surprises for Randy. Okay. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Maybe your dad's not your dad. That wouldn't surprise me either. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> what the hell? No. Yeah. No, when I first met you, it was... Well, when I first met Mom, it was an experience that I'll always remember. I mean, I, wa- I remember walking into the restaurant, and I looked it right at Mom, and I knew that was Mom. Without a word said, without anything, I knew it was Mom. <clears throat> So that was a really emotional and really good moment, you know, with mom and stuff. But yeah, when I first saw you, it was like, oh my God, it's Ted and Mike put together. Because <laughs> you're a lot heavier at the time. And yeah. yeah, you looked like both of them. Just if Ted and Mike morphed together, it would be Randy. Yeah, it's kind of true, you know. But um, yeah, I met mom and I got, you know, I had three sisters I didn't know I had. Um, it was a great day for me, you know. I, had, I always wanted sisters. And I didn't have any, you know, and then here I am with three sisters out of nowhere, you know, and I take Tammy back to my apartment with all my buddies there and, you know, I was so excited, you know, to have a sister. So, but, um, yeah, it was a great time. Um, it was also hard to, you know, with mom at first, cause I had a lot of questions and I didn't seem like I was getting answers. You know, I think mom was just, I don't. I just don't think she had it in her to bring everything out to tell me what happened. She tried. She tr- still tries, but I think there's a lot more to everything. And I think she's protecting me, you know, in some ways, too. But I don't know the whole story. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't ask her now. But No. <clears throat> but And that's fine. That's cool. At least I know I had... She'll good... tell you a story, but it might not be true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've had 30, what, 35... How long with mom now? 35, 40 years? Somewhere I was eighteen, so I was nineteen seventy-five. So yeah, forty-something years. So I'm grateful for that, you know. So you know, I'm grateful for everybody, my sisters, my you know, uh, not so much my brothers, but <laughs> we don't go into that. But anyway, um, I'm pretty lucky. You know, I got a good wife now. I've been with her almost nineteen years. I got a lot of grandkids now. Um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky, you know. I've been sick and stuff, but I got through that. 
And um, and you know as well as I quit drinking. It's been up three years, July 19th. So that was a massive thing I did. It's How long were you life. drinking before you quit? I've been drinking since I was 13, 14 years old. Damn, Randy. Heavy since I was in my 20s until I quit. But it changed my life. It's like being born again when you quit. So anybody listening out there, trust me, it's worth it if you quit. It makes your whole life better. How did you do it? I just quit. Well, I was in the hospital, and um, I knew that I was if I didn't if I kept drinking, I was going to die. So I had to make a decision: where do I want to die or keep drinking, or do I want to see my grandkids grow up? It's a pretty simple choice. So how hard was it? I mean, it wasn't apparently hard. you did cold turkey. That yeah, it wasn't hard. hard. It really wasn't hard for me. And I know a lot of people think hospital, I'm lying. When you're in the hospital, you're probably drying out, kind of. It, it, a lot of people think might think I'm lying because I know a lot of people struggle massively with quitting drinking, but it was not hard for me, and it's still not to this day. Now, once in a while, if I'm with the boys in the course and it's playing golf and, and, and they have a beer, because I love beer, I love the taste of beer. You know, sometimes I wish I could have had a, have a beer, but it's not about getting drunk or drinking. You know, so I mean, but other than that, I don't ever miss it. I I go to bars now. We go to dinner with our friends and. I see people at the bar and they're just making asses out of themselves, and and I, I think, oh God, that was me, you know. It's yeah. like, yeah, it was. It was, you know. <laughs> so I feel so much better, and I wish anybody that has that problem. So I think to stop. that part of you is mom too, because mom used to smoke a lot. Yeah. Then one day she just stopped. Yeah. And she said yeah. it wasn't hard, and I'm like, really? I had more trouble sm- stop smoking than I quit did quit drinking, which surprised the hell out of me. I didn't think it'd ever be like that. I thought I was going to jones it when I started to quit drinking. But it was, a, it was simple for me. It wasn't hard, you know. But I'm still an alcoholic, and I know that something may trigger me. I don't know. But as what I feel right now or how I look at it, I, there's, I have to look at it every day that I, am, I have a problem. But I never have that feeling where I have to have it. And I've had some trying experiences since I quit, you know, being sick and, and lots of different things, you know, that I didn't go back. All the couple fights I've had with my kids, you know, stuff like that. Um, I never went back. I stopped. I, I quit. I'm not a drinker anymore. Well, good. I'm still an alcoholic, but I'm not a drinker. Proud of you, Randy. Good job. High five. Thank you. And everybody out there that drinks, stop. It'll be your best thing you ever did. All right, Randy. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your experiences. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Sharon. No problem. I appreciate it. Are we going to dinner? Are we? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> We can. (laughs) So thank you for listening, everyone. And if you're moved by this episode in some way, please share it or leave a comment, a rating, leave a voice message. I really love to hear your thoughts or stories. You can find a a lot of links, including the Sherapy Alexa skill in the episode description or in the bios of My Sherapy with Sherry Todd on Facebook or Instagram pages. I really appreciate your support. And until next time, always remember to embrace your voice. See you. Bye. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.